On this episode, we start 2016 off with a bang. This is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is episode 173 of the Ask Gary V Show. And I think a lot of you know exactly what I'm doing right now. That's right, I have turned into a 13-year-old girl while I've been away on vacation, and I am now a Snapchat queen. Legit. I'm excited to be back, everybody. Missed you. Hope everyone's off to a tremendous start in 2016. Um, I had an amazing time with my family uh, and have had a very interesting week uh, at CES in Vegas. I think a lot of you saw the Daily V. You could probably, can, can we like link within ourselves? Like, can I go Daily V and then like it pops up here and it's a link to Daily V03? Not anymore on YouTube. Why? Uh, there's no link out on YouTube anymore. Even within yourself? Mm-hmm. That's not true. Is that true? Yeah, now they have cards where it kind of it's like comes up on the side and then you kind of link. So I can do a card with a still shot and go to three. Yeah. Okay, do that, Stefan. Uh, India's here. Andrew, one of my favorite all-time interns, then Vayner employee, now jamming on his thing, uh, is here. Show him Stefan. I know the lights in your way, but figure that out. Andrew, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, see you. All well. Good holiday. Yeah, it was good. Good. Back to Cali, family. Nice. And we have a major, major announcement. Stunwin. Hey everybody. Uh, who you guys know, especially for, what do you, wow, getting right into it, huh, Stumlin? Mm. Uh, I thought, you know what, by the way, you looked a little like Michael Roma when I first walked in here. I've got, I've got <laughs> Facebook tried to tag me as him. That's unbelievable. Yes. I saw you just now, I was like, is that Roma? No, it's Stunwin. Stunwin, uh, as you can see, uh, Stefan, this you can do. Can you put a huge sellout alert, sellout alert, and his full Budweiser gear is shifting within the company onto clearly, which we know what team, uh, Steve has been a tremendous part of my team for several years. Uh, we are super excited about this uh, next step in his career. Um, and, uh, and I just want to thank you publicly, officially, for everything you've done. I love you a lot, brother. Thank you, man. And I hope you uh, crush there. I'm excited that I don't have to deal with you as often. I would be, I'd be telling the truth in that. I'm kidding. We're all going to miss him. India's getting emotional over here. India, you seem very sad. Yes, I am. Oh. So oh, did I hurt you? Oh, oh, your emotion, got it. Emotion. Uh, Stunman, you, like, re- you played the kind of India role for quite a while. How, how many episodes? Do we know? Do we really kind of know when? I started around uh, like 34. Yeah. Oh, so I barely started. This is her show. You know what's so crazy? This is really crazy. For everybody who's watching who's been kind of like in my ecosystem for a long time, both my video blog shows had the same thing happen where like a signature person got tricked. Like, Eric Kastner started Wine Library TV and then, right, I know a lot of you know, and then Mott, and that's happened here too. The first person didn't get as much love as the second person. Mott became the biggest, st- Mott was, when we did t-shirts, yeah. Link It Up Mott was the number one selling t-shirt. Like he was, and honestly, based on a lot of the chatter I see on social media, like by the way, I've been engaging on Instagram and then I check if they just added me and of the last 15 people that I checked who was the last person they added on Instagram, Four of them, the last person they added on Instagram was India. Now I think it's also because India is starting to put out some different kind of content, I've noticed, India. Um, and so, uh, thank you so much, brother. Thank D-Rock, good to see you. 
Great job the other day, filming all day and then staying up to five in the morning to get the Daily V out. And I'm excited to announce here that DRock texted me and uh, 9 a.m., I'm sorry to be dissing you. I don't want to listen, I want to shortcut you on any of your hustle. I hear that, you know, I, I hear through the grapevine that you have, amb- you have ambition for five episodes of Daily V next week, taking advantage of me in the rare being here all week. Uh, that is a lot of banter to start off the show. And thank you, DRock, for it. We're taping late here, so I assume you're going to be here until midnight tonight banging on this. And so your hustle is real. So great mood, excited, very excited about a lot of things going on in 16. And India, let's get into the show. Come, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Long time. Connor asks. Gary, how important do you think young people are to brands, both in HR and consumers? I got into it with Connor a little bit on social media. He's awesome though, He's always, and I understand where he's coming from. Um, look, I think young people are, are massively important. I think it's been very obvious if you look at the four or five social, I, I would say Facebook and Snapchat for sure. Twitter different, Twitter was more, te- it wasn't young, it never actually was young, it was very techy. Tumblr, Tumblr, Facebook, Tumblr, and Snapchat, three of what I would say are the five winners, the other two being Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter, Twitter more techy, nerdy community than media. Instagram more photo, different, like a lot of different people came together. But if you look at the five social networks that have popped in the, in the last half decade, the big billion dollar kind of players, three of them were built by the young generation's thing. I actually, am, and this is India in my mind, so I, I'm glad you're here. I want to write a piece around the Facebook and Snapchat generations, because I think they're the only two. That's when different languages were created, right? That's when different languages were created. I think there's, you know, I think Instagram was an iteration. I don't think there was a Twitter generation. There's a Facebook generation, and now there's a Snapchat generation. Guys, there's not a single kid on campus in America that isn't 90%, 70%, 80% Snapchat with some complimentary Instagram, and then there's nothing else. So that's what's going on. I'm excited about uh, young people's impacts on brands. Uh, first, I'm kind of ranting about what him and I were talking about to set up for everybody for context. We were more talking about the Snapchat kind of thing. Uh, as far as brands, it depends on the brand. If you're gonna market and sell to 17 to 30 year olds, I think 12 to 20 year olds are very important for that brand. I think people age down to what's cool. Um, and so I think that's where they become uh, important. I think if you're selling, if you're building and selling a brand, I don't think a shampoo targeting moms should or is impacted by the young generation. So I think if your product is positioned to sell 18 to 30, that 13 to 22 is a bigger and more important thing than I think people realize. That if I was trying to sell to 18 to 30, I wouldn't start by marketing to 18 to 30, I would start marketing probably 16 to 22. 13 might be a hair young. So I think they have a huge impact. I think they have a huge impact. And I think brands and definitely social networks and bands have a lot of similar DNA that way. Did you get, were you a little rusty there? Were you thinking? I have a cold, I'm not emotional. (laughs) <laughs> I like I like how you're establishing that you don't give a shit about Steve leaving. <laughs> was that what that was? But he's gonna be on the twelfth floor, and if you know anything about Vayner right now, that's like Antarctica. Like like India. How many times have you been on the twelfth floor last year? Last year? Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. So see ya, Steve. She's gonna help me put my desk down, though. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's go, India. From Abdul. Abdul asks. 
Gary, how on earth do you measure your progress on Snapchat? Uh, Abdul, that's very easy. It's called, how many views are you getting on your stories? Uh, a week ago I was getting 3,000 views, now I'm getting 20,000 views, I'm making progress. <laughs> you did? Okay, making progress, Abdul. We're making progress, Abdul! Let's go. From Nikki? Nikki. Nikki asks, Gary, how do you tell your manager that they overset boundaries? For example, 9 p.m. phone calls and micromanaging. Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, a friend. Uh, Nikki, I, look, I, I don't know. I think, <clears throat> I think a lot has to do with you. One of the great things that I value in Steve is Steve, and Andrew, you know a lot of the people here, but Steve. Steve was never ever afraid to kind of give his point of view. I think at times just even scratching his own itch when, it, when the point of view made no sense. But, but, but him and I created a great cadence where, and, and this is something I try to do with everybody, and the truth is of the 600, maybe 50 feel that comfort zone to be able to say to me like, hey, you're wrong, or I don't agree, or this and that. It's up to the manager and the CEO and the the leader to create a comfort zone to create that kind of conversation. The truth is, if this boss hasn't, which most don't, and I I do recognize that, um, then you just gotta either roll the dice (laughs) uh, and hope it goes well. I think you've got, if you're gonna go to a boss and you're gonna say, hey, you stink, I do think coming with honey before you come with vinegar really matters. I really think the first taste of a conversation is quite remarkably important. I do think first impressions matter. I think first impressions in a micro level, a conversation matter. I often hedge, and I think you guys have all been on the receiving end of this, or maybe not everybody, but like, like if I'm delivering bad news or like I want a little tweak, it's usually gonna start with I love you but, or like you're really crushing this, it's coming at the expense of, like, I think it's important and I think you've got to say, look, I have empathy for you're managing a lot of things, and they may not be, you might be the only person, but anything you could do to acknowledge that you have empathy to their situation. A lot of times, this is the case, I mean, this is a big, big common thing. Hey, manager, Stefan, like, I know that you have tough managers above you that are probably forcing a lot of your, uh, you know, actions but I'm being affected by it. How do we, like, this is a problem. So, look, the only thing that solves conflict is communication. It just is. Like, it just is. Like, and so either you get, and and honestly, this is a very weird thing to say, I would also, in parallel, if it's killing you, if you're super unhappy, if you wake up every morning dreading going to work, I would, in parallel, start creating some options for yourself, whether you wanna jump into entrepreneur land or work somewhere else. Just something that if it goes completely terrible, like, you know, the boss is like, fuck you, and a week later you're fired, that you have some hedge, because I don't wanna give advice here, and like, I'm getting emails in a month, of like, you got me fired. So like, you know, give that some thought as well. But it, there is only one answer. I've given you some context for it. I could have made it nice and short. It's communication. You're just gonna have to talk to the person about it. There's just nothing else. Thanks, India. Drew. You know what I like? I like that I said on Snapchat, like, send in your uh, questions, and I'm not using any of them. I like just like completely was disrespectful of stuff. <laughs> it was funny. I started watching them on video, and I just started like, oh crap! I really can't. I, can't, I don't have any app right now to download yeah. these as a video for. Like, so D Rock, I need to find out a video down, like one of those saving download apps on Snapchat, or like one of the hack apps, so I can start downloading video questions and sending them to you guys for shows. Oh, Drew Bledsoe. I won this bet. You did? Yeah. I need wine, Drew. Go? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gary V. Drew Bledsoe coming to you from uh, Whitefish, Montana. Got That's two things for you. Number one is a little wager. 
Uh, my Patriots are taking on your Jets today, and I'll bet you a magnum of doubleback versus a bottle of your choosing that my Patriots, even with just my old backup quarterback playing, can take down Ryan Fitzpatrick and his beard. Uh, next question for you. Do you think there's a tipping point for Washington wines where the general population will realize what the wine world knows, and that is that you can get better value, better wine from Washington uh, than you can from Napa? Go Patriots. See ya. A lot of fun, Drew. I'll let that play through. Uh, so what, now the video can even pop up while I'm on, or that can happen? It can't click out, good. So Drew, listen, first of all, thank you for allowing me to win that bet. I expect to get that wine. India, can you work with DeMeo to make sure I get that wine? I'm gonna drink it on this show, Drew, to give you one more shout out because I think you make wonderful wine. Uh, you can go back to 2000, when I show show six, uh, like 2008, 9, 10, I've been a long, huge advocate of Washington statewide Stunwin. Is, uh, is got a lot of ties to that world. You know, Drew, I think much like things in business, and I'm gonna tie this into a business environment. Hello, Mike. Uh, uh, I think that what will tip Washington State wines are the same things that tipped, let's use it until the talk of now. It took Ashton Kutcher going on Twitter and challenging CNN to see who'd be the first person to a million followers to tip Twitter mainstream. I believe what DJ Khaled did over November, December, tipped it because I was affected by it. I'm like, oh great, if he's the biggest meme and he's doing stuff that's in my genre and the data that I've been seeing for the last six months that Snapchat's aging up, I, ooh, this is what it tastes like. This is the mainstream time. And I go, and then I'm sure anybody who's watching marketing as I've gone, 10,000 marketers have gone and, it just, and then they've got groups under them and so there's tipping points. Khalid for Snapchat to go mainstream even though we've been yelling about its importance for two years. But even I, my actions have been affected by that. Bless you, India. Ashton, Twitter, and Washington State, much like the tasting in California where the California wines in 78 beat the, the French wines and there was one writer from Time Magazine or I don't remember exactly what it was that covered it and everybody in America knew there'll be a Washington State wine that comes along that's 20 bucks, 15 bucks, 80 bucks. It'll do something. President Obama could have had a Washington State wine and everybody raved about he it. Did. I, I know he did, but but like, but like, not just, I mean, Ronald Reagan put Gunlock Bunshu, a California wine on the table, but it didn't become a cultural phenomenon. Like, the next president could do it and for some reason it happens. More likely, the, a, a Kardashian could fall in love with a Washington State wine and that becomes it. Um, uh, it, uh, there's just a million things, and it, it, you know, there's just a million things, and they can come in many different directions. But it's going to take a pop culture moment, Drew, for it to cross over. Something that everybody knows about, kind of like rosé in the wine world. In the last three or four years, it just started happening. Um, so it's going to take something like that, something out of left field that we probably can't think of. Just like it happens, I don't think anybody was thinking that a 15-year DJ in hip hop was going to be the person that kind of started uh, changing the direction of a, a platform that already had 120. 25 million active monthly users, it's not a small thing. Same thing with Washington State. They've been making great wines for 20 years, but it takes a pop culture meme thing to get it going. Angelo asks, Gary, I'm 13 and writing a nonfiction book. Where do I start with marketing it? Wattpad is something I'm very obsessed with. A lot of 13 to 20 year olds on their reading females. It depends on what demo you're going after. I'm just making, uh, you know, I'm, I just know that Wattpad has a 13 to 20 year old female demo. You're 13, I'm making probably stupid assumptions. You might be writing a book for 50 year olds, I don't know. But um, Medium, I would start putting out uh, uh, pieces of content on Medium. Uh, here's something I would do immediately. If and when, and it seems like the smoke is there, Twitter eliminates the 140 character limit. 
and goes to 10,000 characters, I, my friend, would write right now a five to 7,000, I don't know how, how character execution of one of the chapters of the book and literally the second you hear that it's real, you, like I would have like Twitter's blog, um, push notification to your phone. As soon as it comes, write that piece, post it, like control C, control V, because you're ready, and then I would take the link to that tweet and I would hit up and right hook every single tech writer in the game and say, hey, I just wrote a piece because maybe your piece would be the example they use when they announce to the world that Twitter has gone to the length. As a matter of fact, India, I want an exactly 10,000 character piece of content post ready for that moment. I want you to set, the, like I want me to set, everybody to set the push notification for it and I'm gonna have it up immediately and then I want the comms team to hit up every single tech reporter <laughs> about my first post at 10,000 characters. This was a, sh- uh, you know what? I was, I was very like, I was very businessy the last week. I felt sharp as shit. What episode is this? 173. I want a t-shirt, 173, just wanted to say 173, the sharpest. That's it. <laughs> Question of the day. Are you tired of me talking about Snapchat yet? You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. <laughs>